Nerd is New Sexy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Nerd is New Sexy. This is episode 25 of season 2. Tonight we're going to be talking about virtual reality and all things virtual reality related. How it was a big boom in the late 80s, early 90s, and how it kind of fizzled off. With me tonight is, as always, is Wildfire1. What's up, Wild? Oh, another beautiful night. The one, the only, Dread. What's up, Dread? Howdy, howdy. Dread? So... Virtual reality, our mini boss episode for season two. And Dredd made a good point before we started the podcast. He mentioned something I didn't even think about. He mentioned Tron as something that kind of kind of influenced virtual reality as a whole. And honestly, I can't deny that. It certainly did. It's one of the first instances I can remember where folks could actually envision themselves inside the video game, mm-hmm. interacting with it, not just standing afar. You know, it. I really think it made a lot of difference in that field. It actually made people start to <laughs> want to go for it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I you know, there, there's been a lot of movies and uh, video game attempts for uh, virtual reality in the past. Like uh, <clears throat> Gambit said, it w- it got really big in the '90s for some reason. Like we seen, we there was nothing. We seen all sorts of stuff VR related. And all of a sudden, it just fizzled out. Now, why? We'll start with uh, Gambit. Gambit, why do you think that VR fizzled out so quickly in the '90s? Well, honestly, I think I think the Tron is a great bring up a point by Dread. It is a fantastic point because who doesn't want to be wrapped up in a video game? Who doesn't want to be part of the video game? I think that's what the whole allure of video games really is. I don't know. That's what it is for me because I, t- I tell people all the time, like I can go out, like I don't understand sports games. I can go out and grab some friends and play football or basketball or soccer. I can't take 12 of my friends and shoot them in the face. I mean, I can, but I can only do it once. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then there's probably a prison sentence. Yeah, and then there's a prison sentence, and then there's and then there's ass raping. It's a, it's not a good time. So, <laughs> so so for me, the 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 way I look at it, the way, uh, growing up in the in the '90s and seeing it kind of peak up and then fizzle out, the problem that I really think that happened was that people got super into it and the technology wasn't there. It wasn't there even in the slightest. It wasn't even there even remotely. It was just, it was so far out of our reach that any first attempts at it were really, 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 uh, I remember the first attempt at it that I can remember as a kid was uh, uh, Nintendo came out with the Virtual, virtual Boy. Boy. Virtual yes. Boy, yep. It was horrendous. Yep. It was horrendous. It was horrendous. Had, what, what, maybe like seven games, eight games? I'm probably seven sure. games. Yeah. And the thing about it was, the thing about it was, it was, it was, it, 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 it looked like a virtual reality unit in itself. It, it, it literally had a little headpiece that you put your head into. And the idea was that it had a stand and you put it on your desk and you put your head into it and you have the controller in your hand. When you turn this motherfucker on, it was literally, it was, it was red. It was bright red. It was only red. That was the only color that it was it had a 3d element to it but there was nothing virtual about it i will say that the mario tennis on the virtual boy was pretty dope um and actually you know what i have to now that i'm talking about nintendo i actually have to back it up a little bit i think the first real couple attempts at a slight virtual reality would have been the game pad for nintendo the game uh the power glove i was about to say the power glove the power glove, the, the the pad for track and field, and the first ever guns. I think those were like the first attempts at virtual reality because you're in it, but you're moving around. You know, like you like you're like the, especially with the power glove, it, you actually had to move your. It was like the first Wii, basically. You had to have move your arm to do some stuff, which was yeah. really crazy. It was it was a good attempt. Um, what about you, Dread? What uh, what do you feel the that uh, why do you think that that VR kind of got big in the '90s and then fizzled? 
Well, I have to say it's got to be the technology. He's absolutely right. Um, when it came down to what people were expecting, what people wanted, they couldn't deliver. And, well, to be honest, they're still not delivering from what I've seen. But, but they're getting closer. And not only that, but technology was advancing in other things. you got to realize the biggest, one of the biggest competitors to the, say, let's say, Virtual Boy was uh, Sega was, came out with a Game Gear. I don't know if anybody ever played Game Boy to Game Gear side yeah, by side. Yeah, I have. The Game Gear was so much superior. It was a fantastic little color unit, you know, backlit screen and incredibly expensive, you know, and, and technology kept on moving. Virtual reality technology did not. I mean, you got to realize it wasn't that long afterwards that we came out with our uh, Nintendo 64. And I got to see for the first time in my life what 3D gaming looked like. Blew my mind. I mean, I have sitting. I remember very lovingly sitting there with my uh, parents when they unboxed my 64, and I'm sitting there playing. Uh, I don't know. It's the game that came with the 64. You're a little, little, little character with a sword, and he's running around, and he looked like a little kid. And it was three dimensional and everything. You know, I, I can't remember what it was called, but I remember my stepdad came plopped down next to me, and he said, "That is amazing." That was the virtual reality. That was the settle. That's where everybody settled, you know, to actually have three-dimensional gaming. Well, I wouldn't say we settled with that because the 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 um, the Virtual Boy, the Nintendo 64, these things um, definitely spawned. That didn't. That wasn't the fizzle. Actually, there was a brief moment in the time in the 90s, and I want to say this was the late 90s that they actually first came out with the virtual reality pods do you guys remember this um if you don't know what i'm talking about there's a few movies that actually has it in them and the pods were these like literally like this these dome-shaped things that you get into and you can move around and they strapped you in with a full suit so the controller looked like a gun it had the visor it had the headpiece or the, the ears um a couple movies that actually showcased it were hackers yeah with angelina jolie and that and and uh the, the main bad guy in it the plague he was playing with it and a really dumb movie but it was uh, Again, early nineties was um, first kid. It was a Disney movie with Sinbad and shit. I remember. Uh, I remember first kid. But yeah, I remember first kid. Remember that he's in the mall playing those, and they they did pop up. Those little pod things popped up in almost every mall around America in the early nineties as like this virtual reality thing. Um, the biggest problem that that had was that the stick or the, the 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 gun controller that was basically in your hand also had how you walk, so you still couldn't really move. Mm-hmm. Um, it did have some technology where if you turned your head, it kind of turned the screen, but it was so slow. It was so wonky. It was, it was so sluggish, and it wasn't up to it date. Was sluggish exactly the problem i see with virtual reality in the 90s and what i think made it fizzle out is we had movies like lawnmower man where virtual virtual reality was like this polygon amazing graphic you know thing and then we get great example that's what we think virtual reality should be at the time and to this day i think in my opinion virtual reality should be an immersion into a game you should you should feel like you're there but that's i think that that's what people thought and expected from virtual reality i mean you even had shows like vr troopers back in the day i remember that show too when the show like blew when i mean when when virtual reality in general just blew up you know we get something that says virtual reality is a as a sales pitch to us you know in the game boy situation and then we get red colors and it's not even really virtual reality so it really wasn't that much of a boom you yeah, know? It, it couldn't have done well. Well, and, he, and, and and we're talking about and we're talking about things that like like Mike said, movies and TV shows that like really influenced uh, virtual reality. There was also another big one, which I'm going to give a lot of credit to. It. I'm going to get a little off tangent, but uh, Star Trek. 
the holodeck. Oh yeah, Star of course. Trek. Oh, that, of course. I, of course. I, I think I think I, I think the holodeck is what we strive for virtual reality. That is exactly what virtual reality is. You walk into an empty room, basically holograms and light fixtures all around you, and then and then poof, you're in this world, and it's completely real. Um, so much so that if you really get into the Star Trek lore, it, it, you can turn the safety features off, and then Absolutely. like the, the the they can they can hurt you. They can actually holograms hurt you. Can the, kill. Yeah, holograms can kill. Um, another big thing. I'm, I'm going a little off tangent, which I, I just got to give a shout out to Star Trek that actually, because here's the thing is, is movies and TV shows influence our technology so much. Star Trek is the reason why all you people out there that love your iPods and iPad and, and computer music, that was Star Trek and that was the start. So I think that movies have a, a giant uh, influence on what we do. And I, I think, you know, a big shout out is to, is to Star Trek. And to the movies like Lawnmower Man and Tron and stuff like that, because those were the real catalysts, and the '90s really took off with it. And now we're seeing the emergence of the new thing. But I want to stay in the '90s for right this second. But yeah. I really like the idea of virtual reality. I really do. Um, I did play those little pod ones. Um, I, I played all that. But the problem was, is once you get into it, you pay what was in the mall uh, when back in the early '90s was like it was like fifty to hundred bucks to get in that oh. little pod, and you, and you get out of it, and you and you're like that was bullshit. That that gave me a headache that didn't feel good that that almost made me a little it made people sick it made people nauseous uh, you know it was just it just wasn't smooth enough to to be what it is and let's be really let's be really honest about virtual reality in the, in the 90s and virtual reality in general if you can't move or walk or sit or stand or jump in the video game then it's really not virtual reality well yeah um, the the opinion and I'm gonna put, of you feel virtual reality should be is basically sword art online, right? And I'm gonna put well, I'm gonna put a pin in that because when we get into the when we get into the new stuff later, because we're still in the '90s stuff. When we get into the new stuff now, I'm gonna reference a place that's actually a real life place, which is gonna blow I think our nerds' minds out of out of the water. But yeah, so for me, I you know especially in the early '90s, you know you saw this this big boom of wanting to do it, but the technology wasn't there. I think that's the biggest problem. And then when people it's like anything else when the the want is there but the technology and or the ability to build it isn't there then the fascination is going to quickly fizzle up because it becomes one of those things where it's like it'd be really cool but it's not possible and that's the mindset that people got into the 90s where it was like oh this is such a great idea but it's just it's just not feasible we're not there you know, yet. Just, yeah we're not there yet it's kind of like in a respect it's almost like the space program you know when nasa first started they they really they, nasa really kind of originated in the 40s you know and they were like, how great would it be to go to the moon and explore the stars and everything? And it was like, we didn't have the technology to make it to the moon then. And it wasn't for 30, 40 plus years later that we finally made it even out of our atmosphere and then finally made it to the moon. But yeah, um, so Dred, what are your thoughts on on some, some more thoughts from you from the 90s as far as like uh, influences go for virtual reality and stuff influences. like that? Influences, yeah. Well, it's absolutely true that yesterday's science fiction is today's science today's fact mm -hmm. and Star Trek was one of the most influential um, series on all that for example there was a TV series out called how Star Trek changed the world or excuse me how William Shatner changed the world <laughs> because he's just that conceited have you guys seen it yeah yeah and he touched his base on all that I believe that when you're sitting there watching a Star Trek episode you you believe that everything that you're watching yeah that's gonna happen that can happen you know, and virtual reality is no different. I mean, people have been striving to make that happen for years. The uh, Oculus Rift, PlayStation's got their hand in it now. Samsung has a VR technology in there now. Um, they're making strides, and it's all spawns from mm -hmm. when they were kids and they were disappointed with 
what was being offered for VR. And they said, we're going to make this happen, you know? And um, they got the means, the resources. And not only that, but if you think about it, Oculus, Oculus was really the pioneer on that. I believe, believe they are the same guys from NVIDIA, are they not? NVIDIA probably has something to do with it. That's, that's what I had always believed. But we're not sure. And the yes. reason the technology started to come back is because people are being backed with the proper funding. And it's bigger companies, typically, that are jumping on the bandwagon, such as Samsung and Sony. There's two big ones coming out right now. There's um, literally titled the Virtual Reality Unit for the PlayStation 4. And there is the Oculus Rift. which And so I don't know how that's going to work as far as the thing. But as far as the PlayStation 4, now I'm very up to date on the PlayStation 4 Virtual Reality Unit. Um, I'm actually going to get to demo it here really soon. Uh, it drops in October. It's a it's a pretty pricey little system. Um, so the specs on that is actually pretty cool. It's actually pretty unique. So the way that the PlayStation 4 uh, Virtual Reality Unit works is that you have to have the PlayStation camera. Uh, first and foremost um, then the headset itself connects to the camera so with that being said and it's got two high definition screens in the headset itself huh. plus a, a headset for sound and the, the two screens are perfectly spaced so that it's like your eyes in real life where you will see when you put on the headset one giant screen without seeing the middle like your nose basically your eyes will filter out the centerpiece oh, nice. um, what's really dope about the headset uh, slash camera because the playstation camera is basically an iMove camera is when it's synced up when you move so if I turn my head to the left, the camera in the screens turns left. So it's full-on movement. They still have the problem with having to hold a controller in your hand. You still you still are holding a, a controller to actually move around and walk around. There are six games already announced that are going to be on the PS4. There is a uh, an adventure kind of sleuthing game. There is a sports like soccer kind of game where you kick a ball at uh, like a, a target. Basically, it's kind of that one kind of looks a little dumb. There's a golfing game. There's one that looks super dope. Um, it's like a it's like a almost like a Titanfall kind of mech suit okay. riding one. But the the big one, the one that I'm actually really excited about, is Ace Combat. Oh, nice. Ace Combat is making uh, a flight simulator for the virtual reality unit, and it said the way you hold the, the iMove stick is you're actually going to hold it in your hand like an actual flight stick, and the, like, the trigger button is going to be your trigger. It's going to be the most it, – it, it's supposed to be one of the most intense flight simulators you'll ever play. Now, the problem with the flight simulator in that respect is the same problem that I've kind of had all along with virtual reality is that – when I'm doing five, six hundred, seven hundred miles an hour in an airplane, I'm not feeling the G-force, you know. Yeah. I'm not feeling the rush. I'm not feeling the pressure. And I mean, there's no way to simulate that. I guess maybe if you turn on like seven fans in your front room, you get, you get, a, you get, a, friend, like, get a friend to like push your chair back and forth and shit. You know, right? Yeah, you get a friend to push a chair back and forth, which actually leads me into like another big thing of virtual reality that is 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 in stores right now. Just uh, just talking about now we're on the you know the future topic is like if you go to like a Dave and Buster's or like a you know wherever you want to go, whatever giant adult theme park kind of thing. There are like flight simulators like that. There's driving games where you sit in a car and it feels like you're driving because it moves around and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's closer to. 
I feel like those are closer to virtual reality than anything that you're going to have in your home well, at Star the time. Star Wars at Disneyland, th- you know, is a great example. And and so like I kind of see the I kind of see the same problem happening with the virtual boy and stuff like that is is that people are going to get really psyched about it. It's going to be kind of fun, but then it's going to kind of fizzle out. Now they are putting some interesting features into it, which I which I immediately went perverted with it, and that is with your PS4 and your virtual reality unit, you can actually wear it and then watch like YouTube. You can you can peruse the internet. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I. I instantly, yeah. I instantly thought just oh that's that's just a private porn you oh, know yeah that's basically private porn theater right there. Well, it's funny <laughs> that you mentioned that. Uh, my buddy Maximus and you've you've played with Max online when we play uh, when we play the PS4 Gambit. Uh, he he sent me a message a long well I want to say about three or four months ago. <laughs> Someone actually does it has a Kickstarter. It's a VR system, but it's a sex game. Oh God. Uh, yeah, and there's even a device that's a part of this that attaches to uh, your no-no zone. <laughs> and depending on what's going on, this device does what's going on. Oh, my. So, nerds, we won't even have to leave the house soon. <laughs> Marriage? Women? Fuck, what's that about? It sounds expensive. It's the probably, marriage part. It, yeah. oh, <laughs> it probably is. But uh, my my biggest issue is this. What if that thing were to, you know, malfunction? Yeah. Yeah. You know? That, that could be bad. Yeah, because now I basically got this death now, now I've basically got this death trap on my dick that I can't get off. <laughs> yeah. You know, and the and the thing well the thing about it is is, is like uh, you know, the virtual reality and as far as the sex stuff and, and, and even though I joke about about the porn thing, it, it kinda leads into the whole avatar aspect of it like when are we going to do that when are we going to plug in like the matrix or or was that one really shitty movie where everybody had an avatar but bruce lewis didn't want to use his avatar oh, oh uh, god well, surrogates 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 for bruce willis yeah. <clears throat> yeah so everybody everybody's too afraid to leave their house so i don't think it's going to get that far i mean it may you never know where technology is going to where it's going to lead us and bring to us but it's one of those things where I, like i said i'm really a fan of virtuality i like the idea uh, but what i like is what I, what I mentioned earlier in the podcast, what I want to bring up now. There is a place called The Void. Go online, Google this, look this up. It's basically a giant warehouse. This warehouse has blank plastered walls. Mm-hmm. And what happens is when you put on the virtual reality unit, you put on the headset, you put on a little vest, you have a gun in your hand, then you get to pick one of four like little mini adventures, basically. And then it in real time syncs up and 3d maps the warehouse that you're in and basically the maze that you're walking and then syncs it to the what you're seeing on the screen so you're seeing this futuristic spaceship um and you're walking around and you can actually touch the walls you can feel the walls because they're real because you're in a building which is really dope you can sit down and when you fire you can fire when you look around corners you can look around a real corner and they went to the they went to even the uber detailed of stuff like there's a one part in the space one that i was watching that you have to do, like uh, like push the screen to activate an elevator well what you're really standing on is a lift pad that actually lifts you up so you get that feeling of like i just rode an elevator and when there's fire when there's like fire on the wall like a torch there's a heater right there that that if you touch it you will get burned yeah they even tell you do not touch the fire you will get burned you have to sign like a liability waiver and all that it's and a hot the, deck. 
It is. Yeah, it, it's, it's pretty cool. It's exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah, look this up. It's it's super amazing. What they're getting to, this is what I'm talking about. This is the future. The virtual reality on the PS4, the Oculus Rift, all that bullshit, that's just funsies in your home. But the void, this is the real shit. This is the stuff we're getting into. And do we have the technology now to make it happen? Of course we do, because we're doing it. What's so dope, too, is like you put on a full vest, so like if you get hit from behind, the, the vest vibrates and actually kind of like you know those massaging pads that kind of like kind of hurt a little bit but feel kind of good it, that's on you so when you get punched it like it like hits you in the back so you feel it and it's like oh this is so cool this is this is kind of what virtual reality should be the void look it up it's i i i the second i saw it i just i just i wanted to start like i got a nerd boner and i wanted to rub one out for a day oh, that was beautiful so it was Oh, it's so it's, good. It sounds it sounds like an amazing place. Now, where'd you say it was at? Yeah, that's my question. Where is this located? <laughs> the first virtual entertainment center will be in Utah. Fuck you, Utah. Utah. Uh, but if I had to guess, I would I would obviously guess Salt oh, Lake maybe. City. That's yeah. that's just a guess. That is not that is not confirmed. Do not be like Gambit told me it's fucking in Salt Lake, <laughs> so I drove out here. Do not quote me on this. Um, Oh, nope, here it is right here. Yep, never mind. I was completely right. Here's the article. So the Void gaming experience will uh, last at 30 minutes. The first Void Virtual Reality Center Center will be at Salt Lake City, Utah, uh, and have seven 60 by 60 foot spaces for each room, which is just amazing amount of space so it will be in salt lake city so my, my my guess was completely right so it's salt lake city and it's in 2016 um so sometime this year guys keep keep an eye out i think that might be a little trip that i'm gonna have to take eventually okay. and then do another follow podcast it'd be worth it it sounds heck yeah it sounds like it'd be you know to be able to immerse yourself in a in a situation like that and just kind of do it now how do the graphics look in the visor gambit um now as far as that um the youtube videos that i've watched they look pretty fucking solid like i mean it's ps4 quality 1080i look it looks it looks badass i i I highly advise everybody to go it's really easy to if you google it google the (laughs) void theme park or you can put in virtual reality the void and that'll link you to their youtube page which you'll actually get to see the level that i was talking about the space level and the wall and how you have to touch the wall to activate so again from an outside perspective you're just looking at this guy touching a blank wall what this guy's seeing and they do that they, they show it from the visor point of view what you're seeing is a actual spaceship and when you touch the wall the computer panel lights up and you Aww. have to push certain parts of the touch screen to open doors it looks fucking amazing just spot on beautiful everything that i've ever wanted for virtual reality it's it's, it's coming ladies and gentlemen boys and girls buckle up you know so yeah this, this sounds like it sounds like and it's funny it's it's good that you did that the uh, holodecks were brought up because holodecks are pretty much the ultimate virtual realities they are so, they're what we strive for really yes when yes. we think of the ultimate immersive virtual reality it is in fact the holodeck that we're talking about yes after all and to be able to be immersed like that would be incredible oh it's in uh, hopefully maybe one day we will have some sort of technology to where we can kind of mimic that but oh till then you know i'm just gonna be wishing well, it sounds like it, it, it's happening it sounds like people are making it work in the way that it's it sounds like it's absolutely spot on um and to have it 3d mapped to have the boundaries literally there 
to have, you know, if you walk into a wall, you knew the wall was there. So is it a, but I'm wondering, is it a solo experience? Can you have people in there with you? Would they have their own character? If you look into a mirror, would far, So far, it looks like it's a a virtual experience by yourself. So far, that's what I'm seeing right now. Yeah, it looks like it's it's a solo, it's a solo walkthrough. But the beauty of that is, is it starts solo, just like video games. Mm -hmm. It'll start off solo, but then, you know, that something like that's always fun with a friend. It's going to debut in 2016, so it'll be this year. Now imagine this. Now let's talk about let's talk about the capabilities, the possibilities that we can see. Imagine you said like a spaceship level, right? Imagine playing like Alien Isolation. Oh, uh, terrified. You know, something like that, or or name your or uh, how about Left for Dead? Four <laughs> friends, where you're in the situation, you can hear the zombies around you, you can see, you know, you can feel the spitter spit on you, which was that. kind of horrible, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> it, it it sounds amazing. It sounds like I'm going to need to get myself a new pair of drawers after each and every <laughs> gaming session, to be honest. Oh. And I I foresee people tripping their friends. I oh, really yeah. do. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, it's like it's like the old saying goes. I don't have to be faster than the zombies. I just have to be able to run faster than you. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, like, the thing about it is, 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 so we're seeing it. We're seeing the holodecks. We're seeing this big technology, and we have the technology. Now we have the technology. The thing about it is, is. The problem that I'm seeing is with I mean if you, in an earlier podcast I've talked about how much I have a love hate for Sony and 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 the gaming world and stuff like that but for the most part I don't hate them but I can't see them being a, uh, almost a cancer to virtual reality because they're making a dumbed down virtual boy compared to a place like the void and I really hope that people go out and support the void look at it get excited I hope it becomes the next big theme park I really do because it's it's the thing that this if you want virtual reality if you want holograms if you want holodecks if you want to be able to fuck a, a, you know a, a hologram character <laughs> if you want all that experience that you get from Star Trek you need it to support to places start like somewhere like 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 the void yes Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Now, the issue the issue is now with virtual reality as it is, especially like it says opposed to the 90s where it got real big and movies were pushing it, pushing it, pushing it and it just fizzled. What can we make to keep virtual reality possibly a thing? Well, honestly, it's like I just said, it, it's keep keep the game systems away from it because I, I don't want people to go, well, I have the PlayStation virtual reality. Why do I want to go to the void? I played the PlayStation. It sucks. I don't like the virtual reality. That's not virtual reality, dick face like <laughs> you need to get down to the void you need to play this it, 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 and another big thing that we need to do is we need to dedicate a real team to this like the, like again the void is a real team but we need to dedicate real scientists and get real people to, to, to really dedicate themselves to it a, a whole group of of uh computer writers and, and, and engineers and I don't know all the other fucking specs, Disney but people team. needed to do this. Yeah, you need you need a yeah. Disney team, basically. You need the best of the best to get on this, yeah. and and then we need the fans, the uber nerds, to get out there and support it. it. It needs to be funded. It needs... This is one of those things where I want it. Now, I see this. I see places like The Void not being the answer, not being the end-all. I see them being the popcorn kernel. Good at the beginning. Yes. Yeah, they're the start, and and if if we the nerds are the hot pan, it's gonna take off, and it's just gonna be this delicious thing that we can all enjoy. And because you know who doesn't love popcorn? If you don't like popcorn, then you can you know eat a fat dick. <laughs> <laughs> the void situation goes to the point. What would be the next step? All right. And first of all, it needs to be completely one hundred percent endorsed and marketed by Jeff Bridges. 
I think oh, that, fuck yes. I think that would be a huge, a huge selling point right there. If Jeff Bridges said, come to my Tron facility. <laughs> 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 Nothing can go wrong here. Oh, yeah, that would make me want to go even more. <laughs> yeah, I, I would show up. What do you think would be the next step? Well, clearly the next step is going to have to be proven concept. And it sounds like we're getting that. Mm-hmm. It's got a proof of concept has to happen, and people have to see that this is something that is actually fun and it's actually going to work. Second thing is going to have to be cost effectiveness. We're going to have to have the normal person be able to go and spend a day or at least feel like they've got their money's worth. When you go to a typical, now we were calling it, we were calling the void a theme park. Yeah. Okay. Now, when you think of a theme park, you think I'm going to go and I'm going to pay 40 to $60 and I'm going to get a day's worth of entertainment. Okay. How much is it going to cost for that 30 minute session at the void? See, that's a good question. Yeah. And, and it's a good point because like for me, if I drive to Utah and I spend $140 for 30 minutes in the void and I decide this was the greatest thing that I have ever done, I'm not going to do it again. Now, now here's why. I mean, do I know? Now, am I saying that? No, I, I, I would never discourage something that I've never experienced. However, if it's 30, if it's, if it's not cost effective, if the person doesn't leave feeling like they've got their money's worth, then it's probably not going to succeed. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Well, here's a, here's a counter-argument to that. At first, you've got to look at the technology that you're using as far as cost effectiveness to build this place alone. Okay, let's look at let's look at a normal business. Right, so when you, when, you, when you run a business, you open up the building, okay, there's a cost there. When you then add the TVs and the entertainment and the women and the staff, and the, so it, it all uh, compiles to how much the cost of the experience is you're going going to something like this you have high technology high high technology uh, a theme park you have again one of those things where it, it's very it's very very costly to go to someplace like six flags or disneyland they've made it less cost efficient because we were able to build roller coasters at cheaper prices for metal and that's great and that's awesome and so many people go to roller coasters but this isn't a roller coaster this isn't a structure that we can build easily this is technology this has to be maintained by it guys and tech to give that experience so in a in a respect i don't mind if it's a little pricey at first because at first it has to be a little pricey because if they kind of make it a little bit pricey and you go in there and even if you have a wow this was a great thing it wasn't the best experience of my life but if you go in there and go wow this was amazing i'm gonna tell my friends about it then it kind of builds and builds and builds much like the theme parks because you got to remember when the theme parks first opened up they were really expensive to go to so at first it's going to be a little expensive so i don't mind that i don't mind if it's going to be not cost effective for the average person because the thing about it is and here's the reality of the situation like a PS4, it's really not for the average person. A PS4 is an extra. Let's be honest, guys. I love technology. Oh, I love cell phones. I love cell phones. I love technology. I love video games. I love my flat screen TV. But is this a necessary thing for my life? No, it's an extra. It's an extra well, thing. It's so a TV is a necessary thing for my life, but <laughs> it's entertainment. It's it. That's what it's it is. It's, it's entertainment. entertainment. <clears throat> And people will spend more money on entertainment than anything else. Mm-hmm. That's been proven time and time again. People like to be entertained. Now, I wasn't trying to make the point that people would not go if it was expensive. I'm saying that they have to feel like they made their money. And to actually make it cost effective, not just for the enthusiasts, 
not just for the diehards, but for everybody. So you're saying like a big corporation like Microsoft to get in on it? I'm saying that if Microsoft were to walk up to uh, the void, their their people right now mm-hmm. and say, hey, I want to front you your first year's operating cost. Let's call it the void by Microsoft. What that, And then make it accessible to where everybody could look at it and say, yes, that is worth my 30 minutes. Yeah. And, the, and, and, the only, and the reason that I think that's essential is because it's not a day's worth of entertainment. How much will you pay for two hours, three hours, and thirty minutes of entertainment? Well, let's you know. Well, well, let, well let's be honest with that because something that we talked about in a previous podcast, um, which is uh, very much a virtual reality thing uh, that we haven't touched on, is laser tag. Oh Absolutely, yeah, laser yeah. tag definitely. When laser tag first came out, it was an expensive thing. Now, for me and Wild and my brother and um, you know and Sunry and uh, all of our group, we kind of day. got a back in the day we got a little bit of a blessing because my mom actually managed a laser quest we got a we got a big treat on that like we i would go play shit before like while it was still in the experimental stage we were the we were the guinea pigs more or less yeah my mom my mom actually brought what was what was it was it was 10 of us actually matter of fact it was really kind of funny when laser tag first came and wild i think you were there for this um we had this big event tv the local news it was the first time i ever was on the news which was hilarious. It, they came out and they asked us, like, what do you guys like? And I was like, I don't know, I was like, fuck, what was that, like 10, 11? I was like, I love this shit. My squeaky little cute, creepy <laughs> voice. I was like, I love this stuff. I quoted the, remember, the, man, remember the fucking quote, man? Try to stay alive, fight to win. Yeah. I, you know, oh, that was so dope. It was, it was like, a, it was like a, a Rangers kind of like fucking quote that they make you say it, before you go on. It was, it was, it was, it was just really cool. Ritual, but if here's, but here's my point though. When, Ra- when laser quest first started, it was a, um, laser tag was a, a 20 minute session that you got to go in there just like this void plays. And the way they charged it is you can go into laser quest, play one game for X amount of dollars, or you can buy the day pass and then you can play over and over and over and over and over which again. Of course we got I- to avoid that mind the, phrase but we got to kind of get past that because we you know your mom worked there <laughs> you guys right. in. yeah yeah we d- we would just get in for free pretty much it was great so like so i think that's what the void is going to do i don't think it's going to be one of those things where you drive all the way down to utah and you do a 30 minute session i think it's going to be one of those things where it's going to be like six flags or disneyland i'm going to the void it's it's, it's been like i'm going to the void guys so i'm gonna turn off my phone and i'm gonna be there all fucking day now i'm not saying you're gonna get to play back to back to back if i go there all day and there's only 50 people there odds are because like i said there's there's when you read off the website there are the rooms are 60 by 60 but there's multiple rooms you know what i'm saying so yeah. there's a good chance that if you go an all day pass that you can really get your money's worth out of it i think it's i think it is going to be cost effective i think it's going to be i think it is going to be good but i do agree with your point i do want them to make it cost efficient for everybody for the for the layman basically to make this a trip for their family to go out there and experience this um and then for the hardcore people i think it could be a, you know an everyday kind of thing i would love to see that on Honestly, and like I said, I mean, they're already talking about before the before the first ones even open. They're already talking about opening up in different states and different countries. So they've got to have somebody backing them. They maybe they have more than one person backing them. Absolutely. Yeah, I, a lot of people want to see this happen too. Yeah. Yeah, so I think I think it's one of those things where I think it will be cost effective. Um, so, but I, I don't discount your point at all. I think it's a great point, Dread, that, that they do got to make it cost effective because that will help it take off and succeed. And and then the other big point that I would say is 
what they're already doing is they need expansion. They can't just have one place in Utah because, like, well, like Wild said, fuck Utah. Look, <laughs> you know, if they have one here in Denver, oh, that'd be wonderful. Or if one in New York, or you know, that's another reason that this will take off. That will make this succeed is if they they get it out to all to play. Like Six Flags, Six Flags has when it first started, when it first opened, they called it Six Flags because they had they opened the parks and they had. Six locations. Or Disney. Yep. Yeah, I mean, Disneyland, the first place opening was in Anaheim. So there you go. Yeah, they want to be successful. Two words, Las Vegas. And that's a damn good idea. Las Vegas. You know what's also great about Las Vegas? I go, to, I go to a seminar in Las Vegas every December. So it would be absolutely epic to be able to go, like, say, December 2016. I hope you guys are listening. I'll be in Vegas. Let's, see, let's, uh, let's go check out the void, right? But, uh... Just so, just so you guys know, when I said "fuck Utah," it wasn't because I have any like pure hatred for Utah. It's because it's I really not don't here. care. It's because it's not here. Exactly. It's not in California. It's not that was in, exactly it, by exactly. Point. It's fuck Utah because fuck that. It should be in California. It should be where I'm at. Damn it! I'm sure everyone else would be saying that no matter where you're at. It's true. Yeah. You know, I'm sure people would, people that aren't going to be saying "fuck Utah" under those circumstances will be the people that live in Utah. And they're exactly. Like, oh, yeah, that's right around the corner. Exactly. My point is this: if it was in California, they'd be saying "fuck, fuck California. California." Exactly. Absolutely. So and you know, you know, Dred, you, you you do bring up a good point. They do need to put it in a place like Vegas because what is the what is the appeal and thing about Vegas? When you go to Vegas, you're going to have a good. New experience, good time, and people want to drop money. People, want, there's a reason why that place is 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 one of the richest cities in the world, not in America. That is one of the richest cities in the fucking world, and there's a reason because people go. You go to Vegas, and it's it's you know, they, mm-hmm. it's to spend money. So it, that would be a great location for it. It's it's and that's business in general. That's business one on one location, location, location. You know um, why they want to open in Utah? Maybe it's because. Buildings are cheaper. Maybe it's because they have more open space. Oh, I was gonna say maybe, like Dred said, maybe they're from Utah. Maybe it's where their hometown. Like, like I said, I've, like I said, not bad experiences in Utah. Just annoying experiences in Utah. You know, uh-huh. it's like when I, well, no, like I'm, I'm gonna say one, like which goes into the Vegas thing. Uh, most of Utah is a dry state in on a Sunday. Well, if I'm if I'm gonna go down to the Void for the weekend, because that'd be a weekend trip for me. It wouldn't be a Absolutely. one day trip. It'd be a week. Oh, it'd be yeah. a weekend trip for me. And if I'm going to go down and, and do something like the void, I'm going to want to, I'm going to want to have a few drinks. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm oh my God. Yeah. Imagine it drunk. Oh, oh being drunk. Dude, he... <laughs> <laughs> oh, just a man like blah, getting all sick. VR goggles don't detect the vomit on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, okay. Well, how about this guys? I think the downfall if say this gets big, the downfall is is everyone who sees this get big, this this the void get big is going to try and mimic it. You're saying that's a bad thing? I say I'm saying it can be a very bad thing. Yes. Well, I think the competition is healthy. It only makes a business grow. I, now you need to step it up. I mean, if three years from now we're still running the same you know, five void scenarios, it's because there wasn't any competition to make them step up their game. Well, the reason I'm saying it's a bad thing is because there's going to be people out there that are going to try and make it cost effective. And the people who are out there that try and make it cost effective are going to try and cut corners. And we all know what happens when you cut corners in a situation like that. 
Yeah. Yeah, we do. Yeah. People get hurt, then all of a sudden it's a bad thing to lawsuits. do. You got lawsuits, then you got problems, and you got things mm-hmm. that didn't go right. Yeah, you, it it is. What, but I think with lawsuits and stuff like that, with with the competition factor of it is, it's 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 like a, it's like any other theme park. You can go to there, like there's a big difference between Six Flags and then the Gravitron at your county fair. See, that was my you point. Know? Yeah. Yeah, you, oh, know, you know, yes. When I've when I've gone to county fairs, you know, those are the ricketyest, scariest fucking machines that you can get on. But people go on them all the time. There is the town that I grew up in, the town that Wild still from has one that comes every year. I think it still does, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, every yeah. year. I think they got giant Ferris wheels. They've got like the spin. They got the gravitron. They've got these, and it's like who's maintaining like these these. High school dropout carnies. No offense to carnies out there. If you're a carny, hey man, more power to you. But like, let's just be honest. You didn't really succeed in life, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I apologize. I apologize on behalf of the podcast if any carnies commit suicide after listening to this fucking podcast episode. Carnies are some of the most chill people, man. Oh yeah. So I built a gravitron, but I got all these leftover parts. <laughs> Is this gonna be a problem? Nah, fuck it. Nah, it's like, not a problem. What's this bolt go to? You know. <laughs> hey, what, hey, boss! What's this? Oh, it's I don't know. Come on over here and have a few drinks. With okay, you're gonna have the the uh, amusement carnival ride version of the void, um, it, especially if it picks up and pee, it's making lots of money because people are gonna be like, you know, that's making money. Let's find a way to do this, but cost effective it, make it where it's where it might fall apart and kill a few people because that's not <laughs> fun. Because it's not fun unless it can. No, and that, yeah, and, that, and that's the point. Is like so competition is a good thing. I totally agree with Dread on that respect, but I also agree that we need to have it safe. But the thing about it is, is, is this? And again, we're bashing, we're bashing fairs and stuff like that. But this isn't, this isn't a fair, you know. And and listen, and you know, and there are a lot of good people out there that like that do that stuff. I mean, we all had our young dumb moments. But the thing about it. Is is if you go to a carnival and you ride the gravitron and you get a taste for roller coasters, then you go to Six Flags. Then that is a great point because that that is that is a, that that is what carnivals are supposed to do. So in my mind, I kind of want the lower VRs to open up and open exactly. up the carny VRs because then I'll get a taste for the virtual reality and then I'll go to the I'll go to the void and I'll get the real experience. And then I'm like, oh my god, this was so good. It's kind of like what I've talked about all the time with baby nerds. With baby nerds, we all got to start somewhere. Yeah. We've all got to have we we all got to have our first comic book or our first cartoon or our first movie to breed us to be this this gigantic nerd of epic proportions of what we all like to become so if that breeds that and that 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 helps that that helps it great i i would like to think that i'm a very positive thinking person that's the way i like to think that would happen but it could also kill it so it is one of those it is one of those double-edged swords and kind of those slippery slopes that we got to be aware of but again as fans and as nerds out there we really gotta like really really take this and make it our own and if you love virtual reality you you, got to get on board with this guys you got to you got to support it in every way you can so you know that's another way it's got to be it's got to be nurtured it's got to be held it's got to be cared for and caressed you got to stroke its balls a little bit so that it'll grow and be a fucking awesome concept for the future for my kids' kids or your kids' kids. They can have a holodeck. They can Absolutely. go in there and fuck Marilyn Monroe if they want to. They can go in there and <laughs> shoot someone in the face and feel okay about it. You know, and not go to jail. Hell yeah, Grand Theft Auto and fucking holodeck. Hell yeah. I'm down. Let's make this happen. Well, you know, and we're, we keep talking about the holodecks, but you know what? You know what I really want. You know what I really wanted ever since I saw it back in 1999. What's that? 
I want the fucking Matrix. Oh, fuck that. Oh, Wait, plug my okay. ass in, dude. You, plug you me in. What you don't realize is we're already in the Matrix and we're all just batteries for some supercomputer. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay yeah. with that. But I want to but I, but I want to know that I'm in the Matrix because like there's that really funny <laughs> yeah, yeah, because here's the thing: the the, the whole premise behind the Matrix mm-hmm. is, is it, it's like Morpheus says, "Free your mind," and he, he makes a big jump, and you know everybody falls the first time. My arrogance: I wouldn't fall the first time. I've been playing video games my entire life. I've got the cheat codes now, bitch. Up, down, up, down, <laughs> left, right, left, right, A, B, B, select, start. I'm jumping like Superman. And, and I've been I've been preaching this for years. When the zombie apocalypse happens, not if, when the zombie apocalypse happens. You guys Here we go. This. The nerds will be on the front fucking line because we have prepared for this our whole life. We know what's up. Absolutely, man. We and we are just crazy enough to get through it. Nah, fuck that, man. Give me a couple swords and a couple axes, man. Oh, yeah. No, see, here's the thing about the zombie fox. It's totally tangenting off. But the zombie fox, I don't want it to happen. And you know why I don't want it to happen? It's the same reason why. Look, I have a love-hate for technology. I've said it many times in many podcasts. I am literally literally a hair away from moving to the mountains and being a mountain man and living in the mountains, growing my own food, killing me. I, Cause I'm, I'm totally organic at this point in my life. I'm the only poison I put in my body is Pepsi. That's it. I love my Pepsi. Fuck you guys. If you don't love Pepsi, I love it. Um, <laughs> but I, I look, I'm, I'm dead serious. I'm one step away That's from moving to the mountains, right? I am one step away from moving to the mountains and living up there. But what keeps me down here and what keeps me connected to the world is the technology. I love my technology. I love it. I love it so much. So I, I want to succeed so bad because I just truly love it. And I don't want the zombie apocalypse to happen because I like being able to come home like tonight after like a long day of work. So for me, it's, it's one of those things where, yeah, I do think we uh, nerds would survive and nerds are awesome. Power to the nerds. Yes. But, um, but I, I don't, I don't really want it to happen. I love my technology. I don't want the, I don't want the grid to go down. I love it so much. It's, it's so great. It, 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 and that's what virtual reality is. And that, 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 that ends my little segue rant for this moment because I'll, I'll rant about something else, but this little <laughs> moment wrap up is that I love my technology. I don't want the grid to go down because I like being comfortable. I like being able to play my video games. I like plugging. I love the fact that I like the fact that wild is one of my best friends and I live uh, three states away from him and me and him can play fucking Grand Theft Auto together, man. <laughs> imagine, imagine, imagine if there was a void in Colorado and a void in California and a dread but imagine if me and Wild could link up and the two voids could sync up and then me and Wild could do the void together in different states and we could actually see each other oh my god imagine that right there that's the dream yes that's the dream the biggest appeal to online gaming is to be able to sit there and say hey I'm playing with people across the world, across the nation, across the state, across the city, across the and region. Calling them, and calling them all dick noses. <laughs> <laughs> well, you remember how great it used to be when you had your old school console and you had your friend over and they sat next to you and you played multiplayer. 007 Goldeneye. Could, could, could I get a shout out? Come on, guys. Yeah, yeah. 007 Goldeneye. Two people sitting next to each other and screaming at each four, other about fucking screen watching. Four, people, four screen people, watching. people sitting next to it. Four people. That's right. You're fucking screen watching. Quit screen watching. <laughs> you know? Exactly. But it couldn't happen all the time. You couldn't do that every minute of every day. You always had to have parents' permission. You always had to have people in your house, the inconvenience. Now, every day... I sit down in front of my PC and I play with my friends and 
we all play the same damn games. Yeah. Well, here's another thing too that we bring up a good point, and and something that I the idea of virtual reality is if I do virtual reality at the void and it's a 30 minute experience and I'm walking around a 60 by 60 room and I'm, and if it's, if it's a zombie game, I'm running. Guess what? Now I'm playing, now I'm playing my video games and guys, guess what? I'm now getting exercise. Yep. Now our kids, now our kids are getting exercise and then we don't have this, we don't have this generation of lazy. You remember the, remember Wally? Everybody watch Wally? Like, like the people that are so, they just, lived in chairs and stuff i'm it's super actually, it's actually something i was going to bring up if we ever got into the, what would the downside be of uh, virtual reality it would be that would be my example wally people get so dependent and so engrossed in their uh, technology that their technology does everything for them they don't even walk anymore yeah. you know wally actually is a good example of well, again, we're bringing back to Star Trek and bringing back to fitness. Um, th- think about this. Star Trek, uh, the next generation, they, they lived on a spaceship that was no bigger. Well, it's, it's a big spaceship, obviously. The, the Enterprise is a gigantic spaceship. The Enterprise it's, 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 D had a huge. thousand people on it. Right, it's a huge space. But the thing about it is, to get true exercise, real exercise, that's what the holodeck was. Some of those guys did programs on the holodeck that was canoeing. Like, I'm canoeing down a river. I can't canoe in a spaceship, but the the holodeck allows me to. And that's the same with virtual reality. So now I get the video games, and I get my exercise. Oh, that's so dope. Now, don't get me wrong. I will say that, trust me when I say that, after a three-hour, four-hour workout in the gym, there is something nice to come home, plop down on my bed, and play a, a sedentary video game. That's great. That's awesome, but too much sedentary is bad for us. I think we need to. I think we need to move around. So that's again why I love virtual reality because, and especially places like the Void. It's because, and that's why again the '90s flopped is because it was still a sedentary thing. You get in a little pod, they lock you in, and you you don't move. Yeah, you know, I think what really killed, and I think we said it already, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say it again. What really killed the the. the '90s virtual reality like sensation, what we was, what we wanted it to be versus what it was. I believe that there were a lot of establishments that did the best that they could. There were a lot of places where the, the graphics were the best they were in the day, you know. But it was that day. It was the '90s. Yeah, you know, it wasn't the the graphics I mean, were were definitely not half half as good as they were. Not even half as good as they were now. You know, we we got uh, go back and watch Lawnmower Man and see if you can stomach those graphics. Yeah, well, you know what, Lawnmower Man was based on futuristic graphics too. Yeah, that's what they thought the graphics of the future would look like. That's the best they could fathom at the time. You know what? What I think is if we could if we could minimize the the uh, the headset to where it's just it's just like a little slit that goes over your eyes. Have maybe like sunglasses, a, yeah, like sunglasses, sunglasses or like you know those uh, those eye cover slips that you wear when you're sleeping, like mm-hmm. you know, something like that, and <clears throat> where it fits snug, and you have like uh, some ear pl- earphones, not uncomfortable ones, but just ones that fit in your ear. That way, you're not wearing this big bulky shit, which you know at first was exactly what we're going to be doing, you know, and put a vest on, like uh, like Gambit said, that vibrates and shocks and fucking vibrates and jerks you off and whatever, what have you. Um, if we can get something like that, you know, that would be ideal. You know, I mean, no one wants to go into something like that and be like, oh, I got shot. I actually feel like I got shot. <laughs> no shit. You know, just just shock me a little. That's cool. Give me a little sensation. Yeah, negative reinforcement is incredibly important, too, though. Yes, I yes. mean, one of the, one of the most uh, fun team sports I've ever played was, in fact, paintball. Oh, yeah. And 
I don't know who I don't know if either of you have ever been shot with a paintball, but it hurts like a bitch. Well, that's why it I don't like play an absolute son of a bitch. But oh, no, I, it, it does. Oh yeah, I loved it. I loved it. You didn't want to get shot. It's like laser tag. When I played laser tag, not knocking laser tag, I had a great time playing laser tag. But when I was playing laser tag, it's like, oh, I got hit. Bummer. You get hit with a paintball. You don't want that to happen again. If you get hit with a paintball, you're going to have a bad time. No, see, I, I'm an avid paintball player. In, in, a, in a very small, minute way, places like Airsoft and paintball, it's kind of like virtual reality in a, in a way. Absolutely. It, it's... It's, it's a war it's, 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 game it's, simulation. It's a war game simulation, and that is, and that is in itself what what, what virtual reality is. Um, I'm going to tangent real real quick because I, I just have to share this this story with you. So we're playing outdoor paintball, and for those of you who have never played, it's 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 all Wood fenced ball. off and gated. Yeah, it's it's all it's all fenced off so that you know wild paintballs don't go out and hit some you know hit little Timmy while he's eating the snow cone. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I'm we're so playing we're, ah. or hit some soccer mom enjoying an apple teeny. You know, yeah. it's 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 a safety thing. Apple But one day we're playing we're playing capture the flag, right? And so this one kid he kept going under the fence, running along the fence, going back under the fence and getting our flag, flat out cheating, right? That's a dick move. So dick move. So one day the guy was like, "Okay, here's what we're gonna do. We're just all gonna wait. We're just gonna fucking wait by our flag, and we're gonna catch this guy while he's digging his little hole back under." And so he's shuffling his his, his ass underneath the fence. We grabbed him. We kicked his gun away. We pulled him out. We spread him eagle, and we just. Unloaded right to his balls. <laughs> no, no. Never came back. She oh. never came back to paintball ever again. That's it was so did. great. That's what you get. Let me put it this way: if anyone keep you know, that, that, that's the beauty of it being like not in a video game because you can do shit like that. <laughs> You're like fucking hacker, and you shot him in the dick. But that brings up that brings up a good point. And then the reason why I'm so excited about virtual reality is because you add the aspect of a real life person there with you. You don't get that 13 year old calling you the n word or calling you, you know, talking shit. Oh, you know, yeah. if you, here's the thing: real life gaming, and I, and I am known for this widely through the gaming world. I talk a lot of shit while I play. Ask ask wild when i talk when i play battlefield i talk some serious yeah, shit. right alongside you talking shit oh oh we we team teabag we, <laughs> we teabag together oh i got little birdie legs birdie <laughs> legs. <laughs> so so uh but the thing about it is but i'm also i'm also an avid shit talker in real life if you play if you're sitting right next to me i'll talk the same shit so i like the idea of virtuality because it adds that that real life human experience where you know what if you want to talk shit you gotta you gotta look to the to the person right next to you standing two feet away from you and say you're a piece of shit you are the worst human being i've ever met your heartbeat offends me and i wish that you get parkinson's and i fucked That's your mother <laughs> We have we have aliases on the podcast. We do that for, to protect ourselves from, but we protect ourselves through anonymity with online handles, so we can talk shit. Where you go to the void, you go to a place like this, you can't talk. You can't. There's no hiding anymore. It's sure you get to pick an alias for the video game, but it's like you know that guy, uh, fucking Wampa Rat One. He, he was talking so much shit during the virtual reality. Wampa Rat, he's that guy right there. He's he's the guy eating the snow cone right now. Let's fuck that guy up. He's the dude drinking you know? the apple teeny. <laughs> guy drinking the fucking apple teeny. Everyone just, everyone just spread him eagle and shoot him in the dick. <laughs> shoot him in the dick. Shoot him in the dick. So final thoughts, guys. All right. So VR, I believe that it's, I, it's happening, guys. 
it's going to be here any time now. I mean, next two, three years, I expect it to be something we're seeing a lot more of. They're really trying to get it going in the personal, in your home. We all know that that's never going to be as good. Um, however, uh, with things like The Void, which I just found out about tonight. I'm going to go, I'm going to YouTube it, I'm going to check it out as soon as we get off this podcast. And I'm highly interested. Um, I think it's going to be a success, honestly. I think it's going to be a success only because of people like us that really want to see this stuff take off. There are hardcore gamers out there that have always wanted to immerse themselves in the game. Always. And I've always been one of them. Now, when you go into the VR realm, there's nothing better if it can be done right. If I can be fooled into believing that I am inside the game, if I can wholly participate, then there's no way it could truly fail. So I'm going to wrap this up by just saying a couple of simple things, and that is, because uh, Dredd, you a uh, golf clap, you said it kind of perfectly. Um, virtual reality, ladies and gentlemen, is here. It's starting. The kernel has been made, has been discovered, and we are moving towards it. We now have the technology. We can make it better. We can make it um, the most immersive experience you can possibly get into. I am super excited. Um, I want nothing more, like I said earlier, than to be able to go to the, my local void, Wild going to his local void, Dread going to his local void, all of us meeting up in virtual reality and gaming together. Something tea like Teabagging the shit out of people. And teabagging the shit zombies. out of people. Yes. <laughs> exactly. This is my dream. This is my want. This is, it's again, one of those things to. Um, connect people who are not being able to be connected otherwise through time and space and it's just a wonderful 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 idea i have a minor shout out to anybody who's listening who's in the business is, or who's willing to get into the business is you have a fan base please treat this like a baby treat it with respect love it care for it nurture it help it grow help it get out there all of us out there in the nerd world and the podcast need to get on this and get on the social medias and really help this go on i want this to happen i love it to happen get out there experience it have a great time and if you really want get a virtual out of sex doll and fuck the air i don't care just get get part of this so my final thoughts on it is i am wonderfully excited that um the 80s the 90s influenced the 2000s and uh, you know 16 and and now we have it guys it's here so i am wonderfully excited and i cannot wait if i am blessed and i am lucky enough to live long enough to see this come through i i cannot wait now like gambit was saying we need to nurture this we need to and it, we are the voice not just us you the listener if we uh, all get behind this we can make it happen and hell no who before you know it we may have something like a holodeck in our future um it's just all up to the nerds so with that said and done gambit why don't you go ahead and start us off with this nerd tech review it's going to be a video game tonight ladies and gentlemen the game in question is battleborn um makers from gearbox the same uh, game company that brought us borderlands i truly love borderlands it's it's a wonderful wonderful game now Battleborn, to be honest, I talked a lot of shit about. A lot. And I am going to publicly apologize for all the shit that I've talked. Um, this game is absolutely 100% wonderful. Nerd Boners, I give it a solid, firm, throbbing nine. Damn. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and here's why. Here's why, and, and I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna convince all you baby birds out there to to go get this game. So, Gearbox wanted to make a mo, uh, a, uh, a MOBA, 
right? And for those of you who don't know what a MOBA is, MOBAs are great, but they're boring after a while because it's the same thing over. Said, let's go fuck a donkey. Now let's go fuck another donkey. Now let's fuck the third donkey. Now we've won. That's, That's a MOBA. How I put it, yeah. It, it, it's, it's tower defense. If you ever played a, a, an over-the-top scroller, a tower defense, minions try to destroy a tower, you're trying to kill the, the big bosses and the other players. It's kind of boring after a while. I do love MOBAs. I love Smite. I'm a Smite. I'm an avid Smite player. But the problem is you have all these characters in Smite who don't have a lore or a story. So here's why I love Battleborns, people. First and foremost, here we go. It has an online capability like all games nowadays, which is fine, which is great. It has three game modes as of right now. It has, and I'm going to mess up the names right now, it's Incursion, it's uh, Meltdown, and it's, I, I want to say, uh, Conquest. Now, mind you, I've only played this game for a few hours, so that's the, probably the third one. Uh, it's wrong. But one game mode is exactly, and Wild, you're going to love this, is exactly like Battlefield or Call of Duty Domination. Oh, nice. A, B, nice. Go get A, B, and C. Go capture A, B, and C, right? 1,000 points wins. It's awesome. It's 5v5. In It's awesome. So there you got you got your Call of Duty kind of shooter specialty, and it's first person. Then you have your MOBA quality, where it is a tower defense. These are killing what they call Sentinels. There's two Sentinels and the Minions. It's a straight MOBA. It's great. Again, 5v5 first person makes it really hard to play because now when somebody back ganks you it's really hard to see that coming so a lot of skills involved i like the first thirdly part yeah thirdly meltdown meltdown is basically like your smite arena or your uh league of legends arena basically where the minions got to go through portals it's it's a little bit more dumbed down of a version but still quite fun quite enjoyable as of right now there are 25 unique characters all with different setups and it's just awesome Another thing that I love about it is the 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 actual stat play is amazing because in this game you start off whatever game mode you play, whether it be the uh, domination style or the MOBA style, you start at level one and the cap is level ten and you upgrade you level up by killing minions or other players. Well, in most traditional MOBAs, you level up and you get a certain amount of you get four basic abilities after a time and dread can contest to this because he says he's a mobile player after a time you know if, if you're playing something like smite you go oh somebody's playing thanatos thor and odin i know all their moves i, I know how they're going to build them so you know how to counter the characters whereas Absolutely. this game yeah whereas this game every level there is two choices so let's say you're playing a guy named oscar mike he's one of the first characters that you will unlock he's a shooter he's a soldier his first choices for level one is you can upgrade your grenades or you can upgrade your actual gun so every level there's a different build up so you can build your character me and wild can be playing oscar mike building completely different now that still goes well over time you're going to learn the two different variations and at that point there's 18 different variations so at that point there's only a finite number of combinations you can make but then they throw a twist in there if you throw if you play your character long enough you can level up your individual character and then there's a thing called mutations and the mutations then have it give you a third option a third fucking option now here's the other great part unlike all other traditional mobas there's a fucking offline story mode nice. and the greatest part is the greatest part about these storylines is there's nine of them. There's nine levels. Each level takes about an hour. Nice. So, yeah. So you get your money's worth. You get some serious gameplay with this. And here's the biggest thing. You ready for this? This game 
is split screen couch co-op in every single mode. No way. Oh, I love no it. Way. Oh my God. Storyline story online. Doesn't matter. Split screen co-op. So if you're playing five V five, guess what? Ladies and gentlemen, that means you need only two PS four to play it. If your friend comes over and wants to play the storyline with you, you can do that. Hey, but guess what? My best friend is wild and he lives in California. We can hook up online and play the story mode together and we can get the bigger achievements because you need the bigger achievements to basically play out. The best way to describe the storyline, it's a mix between Borderlands and Destiny Raids. It is so much fun, guys. Go pick up this game up. Go pick up fucking Battleborn. It's a solid throbbing nine. And the only reason why I don't give it a a ten is because the customer characterization is not on par. A lot of the unlocks are skins, and the skins are just different colors. But it's it's it it kind of dropped it off in my book. But oh my god, guys, go pick it up. Wild, you definitely got to pick it up. We got to play together. It is (laughs) so much fun, guys. Pick this game up. Couch co-op. Who? doesn't love couch co-op and who doesn't miss couch co-op but what's amazing about it is 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 it's got the it's got the it's got the we talked about this in the last podcast it's got the it's got the gearbox sense of humor the borderlands sense of humor like imagine yeah. handsome jack all the time there is I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna spoil a little bit on the first level you have to fight this mechanical robot and its name is jeff and it goes, I'm going to introduce you to my M7 Mech Jeff. And he goes, no, my name is Arachnus, and I am a spider. I am the king of all spiders. No, Jeff, you are a M7. <laughs> Arachnus! <laughs> it's just so hilarious. So it's, it's, it's a thorough enjoyment game, guys. Go pick it up. It's a solid nine throbbing nerd boner. All right, a couple of questions. How much does it cost? It's typical fifty nine ninety nine. Game $59.99 with your text, but here's the, oh, you guys want me to jerk you off even more? Uh, <laughs> Let's hear it. How many, times it. how many times have we talked about how shitty season passes are? I buy a season pass for $50 and I get one downloadable content for the year. That's bullshit. There's some idiots. Let's fire. talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Check this out. $20. $20. Gearbox guarantees. Guarantees. Six more characters minimum, and three additional episodes in the storyline mode. Nice. Nice. That's just a guarantee. And if you buy it together, the season pass and the game, you save $10. All right, next question. What formats? Is it Xbox 360, PS... I mean, Xbox One, PS4, is there a PC version? Because I, myself, am a PC game. So it is on PS4, Xbox One, and the PC, ladies and gentlemen. It sounds like a very interesting game. I might pick it up simply to play with uh, Gambit. Uh, it's it, it sounds like it might be fun. I'm not a big what, MOBA kind of player, as you know. We'll go ahead and end this. Remember, as always, to vote for the Batman and versus Superman soundtrack. Videos, ladies and gentlemen. Me and Wilder making videos. My video is almost done. Um, I it will be out by um, no later than next uh, Sunday's podcast. <laughs> good, good. And one more last shout out to Dread. Thank you for being on the podcast. Uh, hey, very, no very problem. Cool. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Very, very. Well, it was very nice to have you here. Uh, thanks for everyone for listening, and we hope to see you next week. Stay nerdy, my friends. Thanks a lot, guys.